0: The Tabuti Drive. Weekdays, three to six p.m. on Five FM. Joining us in studio, what an honor, what a privilege. The beautiful, the incredibly talented, the incredible successful, Bases Anokumalo is in the building. Yay! I'm so glad we could make this happen. Thank you so much. I'm it's, so glad that. Five wait, is your mic? Why is your mic not working? Uh, Her mic's not working. Can we try this one? Can we bring it closer to her? Ooh, that's so embarrassing, you guys. <laughs> 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 of all days. Okay. Nothing, nothing. Let's use Duran's mic. Let's Absolutely. use Duran's Durand? mic. Yeah, Duran's oh, mic's fun? working. Absolutely. Okay. Amazing Let's do this. musical chairs. She's got a brand new book. Thanks, again. Let's swap chairs. There we go. Welcome Great to the stuff. Tabuni Drive. Thank
1: you, baby girl. It's Thank you so hard. amazing.
0: Uh, I know I said to you, I'm gonna try to finish the book before this interview, I didn't get to, uh, but I feel like I followed you all of my life. Uh, and the bits that I did read, um, I could relate with so much because I mean, you speak about how you're from, you know, Soweto, I'm from Soweto, uh, but the one thing that I really, really, really loved is how the book feels. Like a complete dedication to your parents And how involved your parents were And how different that must have been For parents living in that era To be that forward thinking to do
1: My parents were just ahead of the time Um I am the woman that I am Because of Brafil um, As the timers in the hood yes. used to call my dad And, and Um, And you know My parents always affirmed us I grew up in a home where we were allowed to have a voice, mm-hmm. where we were told we should dream big dreams for ourselves, um, but also where the value of hard work um, was espoused. Yeah. Um, my parents were very entrepreneurial. As you probably know, as I say in the mm-hmm. book, Papa was a bus driver yes. and Mutera was a teacher yes. by profession. But
0: that's not how they met. But that's not how they met. Yes. <laughs> Tell us, so your mom used to sing in the school choir. Your dad was a clerk at Bara. You read the book. I mean, I, I tried to get through as yeah, much of it yeah. as I could. So,
1: How They Met is just a beautiful love story. Mm. Uh, my dad was this handsome, handsome dude. My dad... Um, I mean, had, we can had only had imagine. Just, you know, the, the, had always aspired for the finer things in life. Papa mm. used to be a sharp, sharp dresser. Yes. And my mom, being a teacher, and she loved choral music. Mm. And um, her and her, her choir used to go to Baragwanath on Sundays mm. um, to sing for the patients. Mm-hmm. And on a particular given day, um, they laid eyes on each other. And um, and as I say, the rest is history. They fell Which in love.
0: Which not so diffi- different from your story, actually. I guess. Yeah, because except <laughs> it what happened at SABC. It yes.
1: was in For those who, who
0: don't know, how did you and Mr. Kumalo meet?
1: Well, Mr. K and I, yes. um, we, we knew of each other um, in the hood. I um, mm. I had once bumped into him through uh, Babu Simon Manana. Babu Simon Manana used to be a promoter for Misoweitu. Yes, and um, and Romeo was invited, I think, to Misoweitu at one point. But the, you know how we officially met. Um, my husband used to be the head of sales and marketing um at uh, SABC. This was now on um, the T V side. On the T V side. Yeah. Um I think it was CCTV back in the days. Um and um, and being a producer and a presenter of Top Billing mm. um weekly I had to come and bring in the beta cam tape. I know young people never even understand no, I'm just like, what I'm oh, talking about. I know about. you
0: used to physically have to deliver them. So Correct. you couldn't
1: airdrop or we transfer. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Um and so I used to come in weekly to deliver the beta cam tape so that we could go on air on mm-hmm. Thursdays. And um and he had figured my move and every single time I came into the building here was this guy hovering around the corridor. Yes. And I'm thinking this executive he has a lot of time mm. to be hovering around the SABC corridor. That time he's a big shot. Listen. Yeah. And um and you know, he asked me out, um, and often used you to say, "Listen, no. not interested." He was just too good looking, and I thought, "That's that you, a <laughs> trouble." Yeah, stay far away from him. And um, and after him being so persistent through the, you know, the many times I've been through the building, mm. I thought, you know what, I just I'm gonna agree to go out with this guy, um, just for coffee, um, not dinner. Coffee. Yes, on my terms, on my turf. Mm. Um, and um, we went out for this coffee, and the last thing I remember, the last thing I remember was we're the last people to leave um, the restaurant. Wow. Um, you know, coffee turned into dinner, dinner turned into a longer conversation, and I just one thing I remember about. That first date, perhaps if uh. we should call it that, was just how much the guy got me to laugh. Wow. I had never laughed. You I hear laughed that, until guys? My just get her to laugh. Hurt, and um, and and we have never stopped laughing. Love we've been
0: it. Together, we're celebrating 20 years of oh, marriage this amazing. year. amazing, beautiful, congratulations! Thank wow. You. Except he asked you to marry him a couple of times. Listen, <laughs> I was not
1: ready to <laughs> commit <laughs> to a person because I thought we were just hanging out, we're dating, we're Mm-hmm. and um, and I remember um, the first time he proposed to me it was very unconventional <laughs> the first time he proposed to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very unconventional uh, 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 there was no t- bended near rose mm-hmm. and dinner for two candlelight mm-hmm. no such a thing calling uncles listen <laughs> I'm, we're sitting at his place we're watching television and all he says to me he says um, babe um, can I send your uncles to go and meet your uncle?" imagine and I was like
0: no. Well, then he deserved that answer. It's like, you're going to have to do a little bit better uh, than that. There's so much to talk about. We are hanging out with Basisano Kumalo. We're speaking her memoir, My Journey of Hope. If you've got questions, 0825505151. Her memoir is called My Journey of Hope. Go out and get it. That's if you can find it. Because I went looking and I can't find it. Oh, are you serious? I'm so serious. I went to two different malls, went looking. But now I understand why. Do you want to share with everyone? Well, um,
1: our first print run was thirteen thousand copies, mm-hmm. and uh, by the fourth week um, since we had launched it, um, my publisher Penguin called mm. to say that uh, we need to go for a second print run. Wow! Um, and um, and it's just been so overwhelming to know how South Africans have received my story, my memoir, my truth. Well, my it's voice. a
0: beautiful story.
1: Um, thank you, thank you so much. It's a, it's a very honest account, mm. candid account mm. of of my life. Um, You know, when I wrote it, I was only going to bear my true soul. Um, the book is very vulnerable. Mm. I go to places, dark places, um, of my life that I necessarily didn't want to revisit. But then I realized that it was important for me to revisit that so that I could be able to process and find my place of healing. And 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 writing my journey of hope has truly been cathartic. Mm. Um, I can I can say to you without a shadow of a doubt, I walk unburdened.
0: Wow. I've owned wow. my
1: voice. Wow. And there's power in owning your voice and owning your story and Telling our own stories.
0: I think you have to be so brave to be able to bear your soul, to be able to read back to yourself your own voice. And what I loved most about it is that the whole book is written really on the backdrop of apartheid essay. And there's a part in which um, you won Miss South Africa, and it's at a time where, well, I mean, there was one before you, but it's at a time where you were now living in an era that you weren't born in. And it was
1: understanding the hour of my winning in 1994 and the responsibility Mm. of uh, the crown. Um, I had to represent um, what a black girl child can achieve. Mm. Um, The reign is only 12 months. What was critical for me was what I was going to do with my life post the reign.
0: Was that burdensome?
1: Just during the reign? It was daunting. I was a um, 20-year-old that lived a sheltered life. Um, I came fresh out of uh, uni. I was doing my third year um, of study at the University of Vendor studying Mm. towards a teacher's degree. And so here you are thrust into the limelight. Um, It's 1994, South Africa is on the world stage. Mm. Um, It's a new dispensation, it's a new government, Mm. it's Madiba's Rainbow People. And and so to have to play a significant role as an ambassador of a new nation um, was quite daunting. But then I soon realized that I need to get over the, the you know, being overwhelmed and yeah. get on with the business of reigning and rewriting what
0: pageantry uh, and what Miss South Africa is all about. And then you get a call from Nelson Mandela <laughs> as Miss South Africa to say, hello, congratulations. Listen, so
1: Zelda Lekranji, who was Data's, um assistant, and she gives me this ring and I pick up the call mm. and she says, um, the president would like to, Imagine speak to you. Imagine, I die. And I think, okay, it's not April because mm. I won in September, <laughs> so this could not be April. <laughs> okay. um, and I do take the call, and on on the other side of the line is Matiba's voice, and he says, "Congratulations, our mm. queen. We are very proud of you as South Africa, mm. and uh, we will support you wow. as this government um, for." for winning this title because you mm. are representing a, a generation of young people who are looking up to you mm. and much is expected of you. And I, I hope that I did live up
0: to that expectation. Wow. And I mean, the year before that, Jackie Gang yes. had been then the first Black Miss South Africa. Because in pre-1992, you weren't um, allowed.
1: black people were not allowed to enter Miss South Africa. And so Jackie wins in 1993. Mm. And I paid tribute to Jackie in my memoir because she truly paved the way for many of us. Um, and when she won, the vitriol um, that she was subjected to mm. by, by by media, white media... Apparently um, they said, this is not our queen. This is not our queen. This is not who Miss South Africa looks like. Mm. And there was lots of insults that were hurled at her. Uh, But she was brave and she stood and she wore that crown with such dignity and grace throughout her reign. And so when I won in 1994, I think South Africans had begun to wrap their heads around Mm. what beauty beauty is. Because the ideals of beauty have always been misconstrued Mm. um, pre, you know, our democracy. Mm. Um, When you were over fairer skin, you were considered Mm to be beautiful but even this day sorry my angel even to this day there's still the issue of colorism um, that when you're pretty and And you're you're fair skinned skinned, uh, you're considered to be beautiful and so I think you know kudos to Jackie for rewriting that narrative Mm. about black beauty um, and Look
0: at where we are this year. Yeah, exactly I, I mean, look at that. Zosivini Tunzi was now a Miss Universe. Where was going? How awesome is that's that? That's incredible. But you ought to give yourself a little bit more credit as well because you track back to not being allowed to be a finalist for Miss Soweto because the other contestants are saying you're too fair-skinned. You actually look like a coloured person and then you have to do a pencil test. Listen, and the organisers of Miss Soweto actually had
1: to go to my parents' home mm. Soweto, to actually see that my parents were actually black mm. um, because there was a, a, a riot with the contestants to say that no, no, no. She can't enter Miss Soweto. She's coloured. She's, she's you know, fair-skinned. She yeah. has an unfair advantage. And so... Yeah, That pencil test was quite disconcerting. Um, here are these you know, strangers. I mm. mean, to come to my home and to speak to my parents, imagine and they can truly, yeah. Um, you know, speak the language. When I read that
0: story, literally, I had to pick my jaw up from the floor. That, uh, that, that, that's that's our history, that's where we come from. But we've come. So far. But we still have so far to go. Of course. Because, uh, you know, what it made me realize is that apartheid is, we we treat it on such a a shallow level, but it's so deeply entrenched, so deeply entrenched in who we are and rooted because for small things, like, I mean, colorism is something that's still very much uh, alive and it goes back to them letting us know who's better than who.
1: Yeah. And you think about that. I mean, the apartheid system had really tried to indoctrinate us mm. even our psychology mm. between ourselves as mm. black people and divide us um, between, amongst ourselves yeah. and, and so when we look back and, in terms of where we come from as a people as a nation um, yes we've traversed a difficult past but much still needs to happen. Mm. Um, you know, we live in a country with this high youth unemployment rate. Mm. Um, we live in a country, I mean, we're sitting at about, what, 30% of youth unemployment. Mm. Um, uh, well, it's actually 58% youth unemployment and 30% of total unemployment. Mm. So there's so much that we still need to achieve as a country, as a people, as a nation, um, 25 years into our democracy. Yeah. Much still Scary needs to, to be to done.
0: Scary think. Um, I want to speak about Basisano Kumalo, the entrepreneur, where that came from, how it started. It's a a beautiful story. We get into it next. but Kumala is in the building. We're speaking her brand new memoir. It's called My Journey of Hope. Next, we dive into the media mogul and how that came about. And you look at your journey. And did you imagine that you'd be here? But wait, I can actually answer that. I remember there's a there's a part uh, I wrote it down. But your dad, uh, oh there it is. I found it. Your dad said uh, you were worthy, and you were beautiful, and you were talented, and you could do anything you put your mind to.
1: Living kocha makhalimele. And with my dad and my mom, my Mm. dad particularly, it was like living with your own motivational speaker. Wow. But every morning would affirm us. And henceforth, um, we never had to seek validation, my sisters and I, um, even my younger brother from the outside world. And so um, did I know when I was uh, a child in the household how my life would change or the trajectory of my life um, would change? No, but I knew that I was destined for greatness. Mm. Um, I knew that there is so much that life has to offer because, you know, at the age of thirteen, my father gave me my first book, uh, The Power of Positive Thinking, mm. by Norman Vincent Norman Vincent Peale, and and so I grew up understanding how your thoughts create your reality. Yes. Um, and I'm a believer. Um, and so I knew that if I believed and I prayed, God does answer
0: prayer. What's profound though, is you had no footsteps before you to show you the path that you've now created, which is just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We are hanging out with Basisana Kumalo. Her brand new memoir is out at all reliable bookstores, as they say. (laughs) It's called My Journey of Hope. The next bit I'd like to touch on is, um, your journey of entrepreneurship I mean, that started off with I mean, mom is a teacher Dad is a bus driver So to bring extra income We sell some sandwiches at Orlando Stadium While my pagania and Keza Chiefs are,
1: you know <laughs> My entrepreneurial journey started in my mother's kitchen. Uh, My siblings and I used to make an assembly line, uh, making the sandwiches. My mom would butter the bread. Uh, Auslerato, my eldest sister, would Mm. put in a filling. Uh, Baba would cut the bread. Me and my brother would cling wrap. All of us had chores. And we used to sell those sandwiches, yes, um, at a derby, Gualando Stadium. Mm. When Chiefs and Pirates were playing, Um, my parents would post us at different... um, so, you're getting,
0: you're getting money from
1: different angles. Listen, supplemented the family income <laughs> Your dad was, was a, very a smart. collective <laughs> uh, effort. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, um, my mother then uh, was the first black uh, woman to learn bricklaying. And from that... You'd then, extend houses. Yes. And yes. they started a construction company. Um, I mean, there's just so much that my parents did. I remember at the end of the month, Mama used to make these curtains. Mm. You know, in the middle of the night, she'd sit sit, sit on her Singer machine and just make these curtains. And then month Indian and Ali Baba would go to Kwahu mm. to sell these curtains. Um, there's so many things that I can think about that my parents were just so enterprising. Mm. Uh, they made sure we always, you know, had a roof over our heads, clothes on our back, food on the table, mm. uh, shoes on our feet, and 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 so for me it runs in my dna being yeah. an entrepreneur i've always been self-employed i've yeah. never you know since i was age of 20 worked for anybody but myself
0: and then you win miss south africa and then you introduce doris uh doreen morris yes. and then Patience stevens and then top billing becomes a phenomenon we'll speak about that next See, I
1: just want to say that you are such an inspiration for me um, and for my
0: mom as well. If she could listen today, uh, she would definitely feel the same. Um, we were always so intrigued by your style and your grace and um, the way you ha- handled yourself in, in public. You're an inspiration for all South African women and we respect you and keep on doing what you're doing. How does that make you feel? Because oh. I, I imagine you get that a lot. And you've gotten I, I, I that a lot for years. I uh, get
1: overwhelmed by it, by the love that South Africans have shown me for the last 25 years. Mm. It's very humbling. Um, and, um, and I don't take it for granted. Mm. I, I receive it with much gratitude. Um, and with the energy that is in, it's intended mm-hmm. and to hear a young person speak about her and her mom that they find inspiration in my path uh, um, it's, it's, it's very heartwarming
0: The next journey in your path was the journey of entrepreneurship uh, of being a, a producer Did you ever imagine then I'll end up in front of yeah. the camera? Well, in front... No. no. Um,
1: and Miss South Africa opened that window of opportunity. Yes. Um, you mentioned that I met Doreen Morris. Uh, she was the owner of Miss South Africa when mm. I won. Um, and, um, and through that, um, I got to meet Patience because it was, you know, it was fortuitous or serendipity perhaps. Um, it was Doreen and myself walking out of the Rolling Stone concert and, um, and Patience was also walking out yes. and then the
0: two them but meet. you guys had been practicing before y- you met. Absolutely. Yes. She, Sorry, I mean, I'm telling you, me, I mean, I'm not giving context <laughs> for those who haven't read. Okay,
1: yes. So Doreen, of course, was the first black woman on television. Yes. And uh, she started to teach me and, you know, um, when she was on air and she had some downtime, she'd put me in front of the camera and I started to just, you know, hone a craft, I mm. suppose. Um, and so they meet and Patient says, you know, I'd like for Bastana to uh, present top billing. Mm. Um, and Doreen said, you know, by all means, are you interested? Bastana I said, but, of well. course. Um, it just was taking a leap of faith yeah. to be quite honest. And and little did I know that top billing was gonna open a whole new world, a whole u- new universe yes. that I as a child from Kokas who had never travelled mm. um, outside of Soweto, the, the furthest I'd been was to Durban on my <laughs> father's buggy, yeah. And here I said yes. And I think it's important in life to to challenge yourself. Um I, I always often say, you know, that if if if, if your dreams don't scare you, mm. they're not big enough. Mm. I was frightened um, to be in front of the camera, and but soon enough, I realized that there's there's more that I want out of television. Mm. I want to learn the business of television, mm. and Patience and I then partnered, and uh, we started Twilobili Productions, and um, and we, you know, 25 years later, last year we we bid adieu mm. um, to our
0: audiences who've literally been so loyal no, to this iconic what, show. No, again? Um, it's so weird how you've come full circle. What that show did is show black people what they can. Can do in a time again where you had no idea. It's so profound.
1: You know, when 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 we decided, and it was a joint decision, by the way, uh, between myself and SABC to call it quits for after twenty five years. Mm. Um, and when we did that, when I meet young people to say, you know, thank you for giving me an opportunity to understand that I could become an architect. Yeah, um, I could own my own firm. Mm. Um, I could be an interior, you know, designer. Mm. I could, top billing showed a lot of our people what is possible, what is within our reach because it exposed us. Uh, Many of us have not had you know, opportunities to travel and mm. see the world. And that's what toppling did for many, many of us. Well, and the
0: rest of us are not going to be able to get married and, and have it on, <laughs> on top That's the only pity. Uh, I got to work with uh, Patience Stevens uh, during presenter search yes, yes, yes. Uh, on three. And when I read the story uh, between your relationship, your mom, um, and, and that in the book, I, I, I was dumbfounded. We'll speak about that next. Masasana Kumalo is in the building. What questions would you like to ask? First of all, incredible interview i've never enjoyed an interview the wow. way i enjoying wow. and i
1: just want to say thank you for actually just touching on the fact that you have actually never worked for anyone since you were 20 because i'm self-employed i've been self-employed for the past five years but it's getting so hard with the economy and everything and i was actually thinking of getting a job and when you said that I realized that, you know what, I'm going to give it
0: another shot. Thank you so much, Swangila.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, the reality is that... It's going to take entrepreneurs to move our economy forward. Mm. Um, uh, With the advent of the fourth industrial revolution, uh, artificial intelligence, we need young people to be entrepreneurial, but we need an environment that is conducive to making that happen. Mm. We need government, we need uh, lending institutions, we need private sector, we need civil society, we need an ecosystem that works, that is going to make it possible for young people to go out there and create their own destiny and their own futures. I
0: think yours is also something that we need your story that is uh, I think a lot of the times we are all I mean sure we come from different you know circumstances and backgrounds but it's easy to become a victim of it and yours is a story of generational resilience that I, I feel like we all need to learn from
1: failure was never an option for me yeah. um, I, I I knew that for a fact and because my parents instilled in all of us um, that hard work has never killed anybody mm. so one learned from a very very tender tender age to roll up your sleeves and get on with it because you know papa used to say there's somebody else who's worse off than you so don't complain and uh, and use whatever little you've got um, to create a better future mm. for yourselves but my parents were firm believers as well that education of course is very important yeah. um, and I distinctly remember I mean I didn't finish my first degree when I won Miss SA I had to drop out um, to reign and uh, years later I went back to university um, and actually started a whole nice. new degree uh, majored in politics and wow. um, and so education for me is a cornerstone of how we can fight poverty and Uma diba used to espouse that mm. and so um, you you know, for our country and our youth to move forward, we have to get educated. We have to inspire the spirit of intre- entrepreneurship, and and even small businesses mm. that is what is going to drive our economy. Mm. We cannot have a situation where government takes 90 days to pay small businesses. Mm. That's shutting down mm. many, many businesses mm. and, and entrepreneurs don't have a chance to survive. You know, invoices should be paid on on, on, on presentation yes. at, the, at the very least 30 days. As they do in days. the private
0: sector. You know? You know?
1: Um, so th- there's a lot that young people can do and should do because if I if think about my generation, I'm a child of the 70s and we didn't have the opportunities that young people that you have today Mm. that are at your disposal but it's it's identifying your talent honing it working hard and being relentless relentless Mm. in pursuit of your dreams and 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 not being afraid to fail Mm. um i've had some spectacular failures Mm. in business but i have never allowed that to deter me um i've taken those as life lessons um paying my school fees because I'll never repeat the same mistakes again. Also, how will
0: you rise if you don't fall? Indeed. Dust yourself up and keep on moving. Yeah. How do you think um, your mom and dad would have felt about this book? I think, um, you know, when I finished writing it, I said a
1: prayer. And, um, and I could visualize them smiling from heaven.
0: Yeah. Your story of um, your mom's passing had me absolutely uh, gutted. However, there was a part of me that felt like everything happens as it should and when um, it should. Um, Without giving away too much of the book, are you willing to share that with us today?
1: Yeah, well, it is in the book. Um, My mother's passing was untimely. Um my mom, one of her, her, her dreams was to go to the State of the Nation Address, the Opinion of Parliament, and uh, my sister and I, Johanna, uh, managed to make that happen um, in 2006, and, um, and uh, sadly she then had a heart attack, um, and she had to have a triple valve replacement operation. Um, and um, she was in hospital for about uh, two months. And upon her, you know, her being discharged, the doctors advised that we need to keep her in Cape Town um, because, of course, it's, it's it's you know by the ocean and there's more oxygen, um, and we should be able to only maybe take her back home as in home, mm. um, in Johannesburg around September, and we had planned to do just that. Um, and on the 11th of uh, August, Mama um, had. Um, asthma i'm, I'm asthmatic mm. and all she needed was just
0: to get uh, a nebulizer before we go uh, there can we go back to our son and how yeah. that <laughs> happens? because I, I found that again on the backdrop wow. of apartheid this entire this entire book um, my mother's cardiologist was uh, the
1: famous Voter person who, <laughs> as we all know, um, had uh, a mission to annihilate us as black people. Mm. And um, and so to have Voter operating on my mom, um, if you ask me how we all felt sitting outside the hospital operating theatre, I I, I I cannot begin to imagine to tell you. I can't begin to imagine. Um, we prayed, we cried, and and. Um, the reality is that um, he gave my mom a chance to live. Um, and my mother's life was taken by an intern, um, a locum, who, when mama went, uh, her driver took her to the hospital for her nebs. Um, and um, decided that, you know, my mom was very, very much uh, a woman of, of of minimal means. And a I, I butterfly overall and her mm. flip flops. And this doctor said, "My mama told him what she needed, and said, "No, but I'm the doctor Also, I w-
0: she's had this condition for many years, so she and she
1: knew exactly what you know she required yeah and this locum um decided, No, I'm the doctor. I will drip you, and I'll give you the medication that I think you need and she even made it very clear to to this um young man um that uh, I've just had a, a you know a triple valve replacement op, so the medication that I'm on, um, is, is not one, you know, that needs to be tampered with. Mm. And long story short, she was um dripped up and given this um, medication that basically at long story short um perforated her heart and um and she didn't make it and she called my sister Johanna and she said to her um, listen baby girl I'm not going to make it mm. um, this is what happened Paul who was her driver brought me in and um, they they gave me medication and I'm battling to breathe and uh, I don't think I'm going to make it and so uh, and she asked that please take me back to Vota to help me and they wouldn't they wouldn't move her from, from the hospital and patients my partner I, I was in Job at that particular day Mm. um she rushed she's in cape town Town, she rushed to the hospital she picked up such a fuss that if we don't put mrs mccallum in in this ambulance and there were ambulances Mm. and she kept on begging to say you know um you need to move me she called johanna she called me says you need to move me fast because i'm not going to make it Mm. and by the time patients uh, arrived she had had her first heart attack and then when they put her uh, um in the ambulance she had a second heart attack and by the time she got to, um, the heart hospital, um, she, she literally patient tells me that she was still conscious and, um, and I said, please put the phone on her ear so I can speak to her and patient, I could hear there was pandemonium, you know, doctors, you could just hear yeah. that it was chaos and patients put, uh, on, on the phone and, uh, and I told her, I love you and thank you for everything you've done for us. And then I could hear being shot, you know, being pushed out of. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and she said, uh, she nodded. She heard you so um And she, it was just a month before we could bring back home, you know, her her, her, her society, her, mm. her friends were waiting for her comeback. And we had planned a big...
0: Um, you
1: know, I think a lot of we'll the time it's for her when she arrived back home, and she never, she never made it back
0: home. A lot of the time when we lose loved ones, it's, it's will, it's never in a perfect way. It's never in a perfect timing, and I, I can't imagine how much anger your family must have felt through that entire ordeal. But there's so much strength in you letting it go. And not even fighting that.
1: We wanted to. My siblings. We discussed it at great length um, because you know his file started. You know went missing. Yeah. The very locum, um Because Mama explained that he's slight in frame. Uh, he's wearing specs. He's tall. He's thin. Mm. They made him disappear because we even asked the cleaners at the hospital that was there a locum. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was here, but he's you know they have moved him. Um, and we thought you know what what good is that going to do? He's not going to bring her back. Uh, to sue the hospital we'll be in the courts forever and uh and we asked ourselves what would mother want Mm. she would just want us to
0: find our peace yeah
1: um and let her rest in peace Mm. and so then we said you know we want we want we want to take the
0: matter further um yeah thank you for being honest today thank you for being honest in the book thank you for being A beacon of light, a beacon of strength. Thank you for setting steps that we never knew existed. Uh, we thank God for you. I thank God for you. Thank you so much, Tando. Thank, thank you. I want to ha- uh, end this on a happy note. I forgot to do this. Um, it's almost Valentine's Day. We're two days away. There's a song you requested, Yay. and I asked you to sing. How does it go? I don't know which song is. how does it go?
1: <laughs> Power of love. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> When we walk mm-hmm. down the street, Yay. we don't care who we see or who we meet. I was so confused what song it was. Until.
0: <laughs> I love my Luther, honey. Oh, my God. You want to word. send a message to your husband on the radium? You're not come on. That you boo. No, come on. Get <laughs> him on, flush <laughs> Come on, something. Thank you for choosing me. Aww. Ladies and gentlemen, Vassosano Kamala is out of the building. The Tabuti Drive, weekdays three to six pm
1: on Five FM.